ISCPO podcast. We've got a great episode today. If this is the first time you're checking this out, I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it and have a chance to listen to some of our previous podcasts. Recently, we had a chance to sit down with Ryan Yost, the Vice President and General Manager for Avery Dennison. Had a great conversation with Ryan about the, you know, the, the company, uh, Stan Avery, founded back in 1935 and some of the customer service focus points around supply chain and e-commerce their work with the LPRC organization, uh, and then the Avery Dennison Foundation. I had a great conversation with Ryan, and I hope you enjoy it. Just a little bit about Ryan. Uh, he was appointed to his current role as Vice President and General Manager in April 2017. He's currently responsible for worldwide leadership around strategy for the Printer Solutions Division. It's focused on building partnerships and solutions within the food, apparel, and, and fulfillment industries. As a general manager of the Printer Solutions Division, Ryan is also responsible for the core business functions of the division, including operations, marketing, finance, human resources, communication, legal, and information technology. Ryan joined Avery Dennison in 2001, and since then he's held various roles in the labeling graphics, materials, and operations, supply chain, and uh, commercial, in commercial leadership positions. Before joining Avery Dennison, Ryan held business positions and management consultancy with Ernst & Young. He received his MBA from the Cleveland State University in 2003. Hey, after we wrap up our conversation with Ryan, I'll share a little bit about the upcoming conference, the ISCPO conference in 2020. We're scheduled for that the first week of March in Dallas. Registration's open, so I'll share a little bit more detail with you towards the end of the podcast. Well, welcome, podcast listeners, to the ISCPO 360 Security Podcast. I've got the pleasure of sitting down with, with Ryan Yost today with Avery Dennison. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks, Byron. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to having a little conversation with you. Uh, Avery Dennison has been a wonderful partner with the ISCPO. We've done a number of interviews and some uh, vendor spotlight information in our newsletter, and it's been, it's been great. So I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today. Oh, I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. So, Ryan, why don't you tell a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, your career at Avery Dennison? Sure, will do. So, I've been with Avery Dennison 18 years. Um, I came from a large consulting company when Avery, about 18 years ago, was getting heavy into merger and acquisition. So, I joined initially, spending a lot of time in the merger and acquisition space within Avery, um, and then worked in each division of Avery. We've got three large divisions. I've worked in each division of Avery Dennison over those 18 years. Um, and my current position is the Vice President General Manager of a group called Printer Solutions Division. And that group is really responsible for all of our solutions that we sell into the food market, the logistics market, and the end retail market. That's awesome. So you've got a, a long career and you usually don't see that in industries like yours and in retail. I mean, you see folks move around a little bit. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it was one of the benefits of having three divisions. Everyone said, man, 18 years, that's a while. I'm like, I have worked at each division. And I said, and it's uh, in retail in general, it's fast paced. So I said, 
if I look back, it feels like eight months, but yeah, I started 18 years ago. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to believe. That's awesome. That kind of segues into my next question about, you know, you're starting back in 2002 and there, there've been some big changes. Um, I'm sure you've seen at Avery Dennison's business and specifically within supply chain logistics industry and retail. Can you discuss any of those? Yeah. So I'll call it a couple. I think the one, and it'll be obvious to your listeners, but, I, but I'll call it, call it out anyways, the impact of e-commerce. Um, and I mean that in a couple of ways. I think the role of the consumers playing in e-commerce, I think many of our customers say that we don't even talk omni-channel anymore. It's just there is a channel and that's how the customer wants to deal with us, either online, in our store, a combination of both. So that's had a major impact, just the role around consumers want to deal with retailers or brands. I think the other thing, if I look over the years, the speed of delivery, and you can even look at the major logistics partners in the space, the five to seven day delivery used to be standard and you paid a significant premium as you got down to next day and next day and business was like, are you sure it needs to be next day because the amount of premium now consumers in general are expecting next day and you have plenty of offerings out there within the day, within the hour. So that um, just the speed of delivery and what consumers are expecting. And the other one, because of the amount of parcels and packages moving through the velocity of, of going through supply chains has really challenged um, historical systems, historical processes. So we see that. And then the final one I would say as it relates to e-commerce has been the, the impact has been the need for accuracy. Um, the products are moving through the supply chain so fast, but again, it does tie back to the consumer. They're becoming, um, the expectation is becoming so high that I need it tomorrow and I need what you deliver to me tomorrow to be exactly what I, what I ordered because I'm becoming reliant on that surface uh, on that service. So I think that's probably the area that Avery spent the most time of continuing to develop solutions and, and work with our customers around problems that e-commerce has had on their business. And I would say the couple of the other ones I would hit on is, you know, legislation has continued to um, drive some challenges, specifically in the logistics space around uh, drivers' times, et cetera. Um, and, and the last one is just labor in general. I think as warehousing, as the amount of volume is moving through distribution, the ability to find labor has been a challenge. And then the, the supply and demand curve kicked in as I can find labor, the cost of that labor has increased, um, all at the same time as my last mile fulfillment cost are being pushed because consumers and competition are are driving that to be um, at a lower rate. So I think from my experience in, in, in the years, I think the impact of e-commerce has by far created the most disruption in the space. But I think the next disruptor has just been around um, labor and labor availability. Well, I think you're right about e-commerce. Our, our, our conference that we held in March this year really focused on e-commerce. And, you know, you go from a carrier and it's almost I'll call it the Amazon effect so you go from a carrier that consolidates and then pushes product then you've got a third party logistics and, and what we're seeing now is a fourth and fifth party logistics so when they're not carrying specific systems like you say you know tracking systems routing systems you know, mom and pops are not doing the same thing that could be an issue I mean creating more of a yeah. universal approach when we start talking about uh, logistics and supply chain around for the nature of your business as well. Yeah, and a lot of these systems are built in the 80s and 90s, um, and we just haven't, it's been tough to keep up around. Now you've got the amount of packages going through and consumers expecting differently and brands expecting differently. So I think it's also a lot of the processes were built 
around the expectations of the 80s, 90s, early 2000s with the expectation. And then the last five years have been so dynamic, but they're still trying to get things through uh, legacy systems, et cetera. It's caused a lot of uh, stress in, this, in, in the overall supply chain for sure. And I know that you guys have been working closely around sustainability projects. So any, any comments you can talk about that? Yeah, and I'm going to talk about it, it later as well. I think it's one okay. of our, our core areas, but maybe, maybe we'll pick it up uh, a little bit later on the topic because I think it, is, it, it does deserve some, some time and attention for sure. Okay. Well, I know that Avery Dennison began back in 1935 in, in L.A., Stan Avery, you know, looking for a smarter solution pricing products is, and he yep. became a pioneer in the labeling industry. What, what do you think have been some of the biggest milestones for the company? Yeah, I think the first one he did, the, the company did officially start in 35, but it started in, in 1932 with his first idea at the time of the great depression. So I think our story, there's a, a culture that comes out of that where at a time where, you know, um, just finding food was a challenge. He was creating automation and where was that going to sell? So I think it took him from 32 to 35 to actually get a commercial product out. Um, and I think probably that's the first milestone I would hit on in terms of what I'm proud and what we've pioneered is in, in 35 was the invention of the pressure sensitive industry. Now it's a $10 billion plus industry directly and it's also supporting other, you know, other businesses. So I think the, the first one is I reflect back around um, what are the biggest milestones? I think it's the, the first one you caught out in 1935 of us creating creating the industry. I think milestone number two, and there's a there's a, a long gap in between milestones, but I think it's it's an important uh, piece because it speaks to where the industry is moving. Is um, last year, early last year, so in early 2018, Avery Dennison shipped their 20 billionth RFID inlay. So we've created 20 billion unique inlays and put those on product um, late last year. And I think on the following that, in the 12 months prior to we shipped our 20 billionth, we've already shipped our 8 billionth, and you know, so, so same 12 months. So you get to see the industry taking off wow. really around creating digital identities on all products. So I think that to me is just a major, major milestone from, if you think about labeling starting in, in 35, it was very analog. It was absolutely putting identification on product but it was almost all human readable. It moved a bit to machine readable with some UPC, but the major leap forward is with the RFID technology of really creating intelligence in every, every single package, um, both to drive consumer benefits and supply chain efficiencies. And then my next piece I would say is, um, and you hit on it, sustainability. And I would think we, uh, that, and I think that's an innovation um, that Avery's we're pushing hard right now. So I'll speak to some, but I think, the, the word sustainability and really how we're getting sustainability through innovation, both material innovation, we're a huge material science company. So what can we do to just drive drive sustainability through all the materials that we have, but also to the earlier point around RFID by bringing intelligence to the label to ultimately on the product, it's allowing for more efficiency in the supply chain to really drive out waste. We're looking about the impact on food waste, on labor waste, on, uh, general transportation way. So I think just by creating a smarter ecosystem through innovation around technology and some of the software applications we're driving, I think we're really excited about the role we can have of creating the next generation of innovation, you know, with, a, with driving towards our core, one of our core values around sustainability. Well, that, that kind of segues into my next question is, you know, a company driven by customer service, you know, the solutions that Avery Dennison is supplying, 
for the supply chain and e-commerce world today? I mean, what do you see as some of the, the top items? You mentioned RFID, and I'm, I've been in the, in the retail industry for almost 30 years, and I've, I've seen the, the evolution of the RFID tag and the cost, which was really inhibiting a lot of folks from embracing that. What do you see as yep. some of the other supply chain e-commerce impacts yeah. solutions for today? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the first one, all about authentication. So I think we're working with some of the world's largest e-commerce providers, and the, they're, they're probably one of their top challenges has been when a consumer buys from me, they need certainty what shows up is authentic. And, and because of all these moving parts that you talked about before, there's a lot of risk that things can get be, be posted online and, and not be authentic. So how can technology um, allow product to be moved through the supply chain more efficiently, and also when it shows up to the customer, allow them to engage to make sure it is an authentic product that they bought. And I think that's, that's going to be a core fundamental requirement of large e-commerce providers that they can make that commitment to their consumer. And not just true e-commerce providers, anyone selling any product online is going to want to be able to make a commitment when you buy from me, being it apparel, being a consumer product good, being it food, that it's authentic. So I think that's um, one area that we're working, working heavily on. I think the next area, and it speaks to that authenticity, has been transparency. Um, a lot of this efforts happening in the food and apparel space right now, heavily in food, is consumers demanding more insight about not just the who, the what, the when, the where, that was the traceability, but also what condition was it under. If you think about food and cold chain, as, as my leafy green is moving through the supply chain, was it ever exposed to temperatures that could create E. coli? So we see the demand of consumers having more transparency to to the brand supply chain um, being a major opportunity for Avery Dennis and the leverage technology. Um, and then the, the final piece, we, we talked about inventory visibility quite a bit. And, and as, this, as the consumer demands faster, more personalized product, it's becoming more and more important that retailers know exactly where I what I have and, and where I have it. So that's been the, the legacy use case for, for RFID, but there's just a general problem um, as everything gets faster and customers want more personalized products, that really puts stress on a supply chain of how do I have more SKUs always available to, available to my customer? And the first thing you need is, well, I truly need true inventory visibility. So I think those three areas around product that comes out of the supply chain through e-commerce, it needs to be authentic. Um, when it, after the customer receive it, receives it, they want transparency back to say, where did it come from? And then finally, retailers want to be able to make that a positive consumer experience by truly offering products that they have. That, that's that's great, and I, and I those are all some great points about the programs that you guys are looking at and, and solutions you've provided. You know, you, you've hit on a couple that uh, have been near and dear to my heart when we talk about the various retail industries I've been in. It's uh, it's been amazing some of the partnerships we've created, and you guys really have done some wonderful R and D when. A customer needs a solution. You guys are there to help out. It's worked out well. Most recently, with my current role, uh, where I'm at today, you guys have really partnered with me and, and worked out a solution. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate that. We we hear often. So I thought you sold RFID, and I think I've been just as transparent back. I don't think we've ever sold RFID because it, no one's buying RFID. What they're buying is absolutely, hey, I've got this problem. Be it inventory visibility, be it supply chain transparency. So I think we've spent a lot of time in the market with our customers saying. What's your problem? Um, how do we bring technology and our solutions to solve that problem? And it, it's been an exciting, uh, exciting couple of years. Well, and that kind of kind of 
segues right into the, the next area I wanted to address, which was the Loss Prevention Research Council. I know you guys, Avery Denson has been deeply involved in the organization, supporting various research studies and, and retail members' needs, like we were talking earlier. Can you speak about any of the programs that have come out of that partnership? Sure, I'll, I'll hit a couple. I think first, as you know, Byron, we're a sponsor and partner of the LPRC Innovation Lab. And that for us is the most important piece because um, in the area of loss prevention, innovation is key, right? Both of, of continuing to stay ahead of those trying to circumvent the system, but also finding ways to, to deliver cost-effective, practical cost-effective solutions. So I think the opportunity that we've had working with the LPRC has been the innovation that's coming out of it. We're hearing a lot around, here's what we're trying to do, and it's allowed us to come back and develop either new IoT devices, new consumable applications, new software applications to drive those problems. So we've uh, worked on a couple applications. We won't go into all the, all the details for obvious reasons around creating just unique labeling solutions that are the most cost-effective way to put on products. And some of the early results are they've been the most efficient way um, to prevent prevent loss. So the, the, the LPRC has been just a fundamental aspect of how we're gaining insights, the challenges that are in that space, and how we can come back and create innovative solutions and deliver those to the market. And it's ensure that it's not innovation for the sake of innovation. It's been very practical um, innovations that we've been able to immediately launch into the marketplace. So it's been a fantastic partnership. Yeah, I know one of those solutions has been labeling technology around ORC product and uh, being working in the farmer grocery industry. And we we experienced that with either baby form, their razors or those kind of items. And the technology you guys have created has been phenomenal for the retailers to, to control that, uh, to really either diminish or redirect the organized crime events to other retailers. So, perfect. I, I appreciate it. I think, the, yeah, I think we continue to hear positive feedback about both the effectiveness of it um, and the simplicity of, this, of the solution. Great. I really wanted to chat about um, something else I've been reading about Avery Dennison, and it's the Avery Dennison Foundation, um, really spirit around community involvement by the founder, Stan Avery, started addressing those partnerships. Can you touch on any of that? Yeah. So one of our core values inside of Avery Dennison is um, helping the communities where our employees both live and work. Um, and, we, and we have really three core platforms that we look to invest in. One is education, the second is sustainability, and the third is women's empowerment. And it's an employee-led um, activity that um, we have multiple drives throughout the year where employees submit opportunities to say, I have an idea of the work that I can do in my community that drives either improvement in education and improvement in sustainability in the environment or something around women's empowerment. And then the fourth leg is always when there's a natural disaster. And so, uh, Unfortunately for us, right in our own backyard where um, Miamisburg, Ohio, we had a tornado earlier this year and the Avery Dennison Foundation um, immediately goes into action by supporting our employees um, and then also the communities that we're in. So I think we have three pillars of our, of our Avery Dennison Foundation. And the fourth has always been, hey, should there a disaster happen, either it be a, f a flood in uh, Sri Lanka or a tornado in, in one of our cities in the U.S., um, our employees are able to rally around and Avery Dennison matches every dollar that any employee puts forward. So it's been a phenomenal foundation for us to, to really reinforce the importance of, of Avery Dennison, the communities that uh, we operate in. 
That's and awesome. I think going after some some real um, global challenges around women's empowerment, sustainability, and education. Well, I think just like your focus around you know customer service, you really this really talks about being involved in the community and letting your employees know what they can do, what they can expect in the communities as well. And it sounds like you guys have done a wonderful job with that. I appreciate it. Well, as we talk about the ISCPO, and I just want to personally thank you for Avery Dennison being so supportive of our professional organization. Um, you guys have really helped out and, and benefit, benefited us at our recent conferences and and you are a corporate sponsor for us, and it's been really helpful to get that word out there for both our members and those that either listen to the podcast or, or look at our newsletters. Now, what, um, what do you feel about getting involved in those type of professional organizations? That, is that supportive of uh, the mission for Avery Dennison? Absolutely. So, I mean, we're a for-profit business, so we become sponsor members of organizations where we immediately see the, the, the business value back. Um, and ISCPO, I think it, we looked at it, it's becoming the voice of the industry. It really, and, and what, we, what we get excited about it, it amplifies the problem that the industry's having. So we're obviously in the market working with individual customers, but through this association, we actually see the magnitude of problems and it creates prioritization for us of what we want to go work on. And then the other uh, benefit that we've seen is best practice sharing. So when we start to work on a solution with a customer, um, the association has been a phenomenal partner in helping us write that in a way that it could be a best practice that's shared with, with, uh, with the association overall. So I think we've seen um, great results of bringing us insights and amplifying the problem so we could work on it. And then once we've established the solution, using this as a platform to disseminate that information to, to the broader audience has been uh, quite exciting for Avery Dennison. And definitely worth the investment. That's perfect. I mean, we really appreciate that support. You know, when I look at some of the, the possible stories that Avery Dennison has out there about some unique product, I mean, what have been some of the craziest things you've seen or interesting things you've seen about the product and how it's been used? Yeah, I think that the one that I'm going to hit a couple, but I think the, that my, my first one is the one that I'm most intrigued and excited about because maybe I, I feel the pain of it um, is self checkout, right? And, and that's that's been a a long-standing industry problem um, in food retail, um, but just and I would say not even food re in retail in general. Run queuing in lines, so there was some movement and innovation around. Okay, you can now check out yourself, but you're still sta scanning the UPC, and there's you know some challenges with that automation. So we've got some really exciting um, work underway with some large retailers enabling self-checkout to be truly that, where you're putting all your items in a basket and walking out and never getting in, in a queue line. And the reason I'm exciting and so excited about that is that's a long-standing industry problem. Every retailer we talk to is trying to figure out a way, how do I address it? And I think uh, we have a real practical solution of, of, of how we can move that industry forward of, of really removing queuing um, from, from retail. So I'm really excited when we can formally talk about that story, but there's a lot of progress um, there. The other one, um, not as is large, but I think it's intriguing and it hits on one of our core values in Avery Dennison is we're inside of one of the, the largest um, casinos in Las Vegas in their central kitchen managing food waste. So we have a, a solution around a device and a label and an application that when the central kitchen ends the night, whatever food they have in excess, um, they put through our application and a push of a button, it sends a, a note, um, a, a signal 
to the local charities of choice and they come in and pick up that food and distribute it. Uh, and the amount of food we've distributed today has been, been quite exciting. So I think it's just core to our values, both around sustainability and servicing the communities that we're in. We're continuing to roll that out and other food retailers of taking really good food that is about to expire and distributing it to those, those in need. Um, and the final one is probably a little bit of fun, but Avery Dennison is the, um, the uh, sole decorator for the English Premier League. So Manchester United, those uniforms being worn on the pitch are all decorated by Avery Dennison. And not only that, there's a small uh, NFC code built into the sleeve uh, or, or the chest crest that a consumer can engage with and get updates about their favorite player, et cetera. So just, it's a different solution from Avery Dennison that takes a lot of our customers by surprise. They didn't know we were in that space, but all the decoration on field and, and on fanware for the English Premier League is uh, provided by Avery Dennison. And in addition, there's technology built in to make it a different consumer experience. So it just speaks to kind of where Avery Dennison is going and the technology that we have. So those, those are a couple, a couple stories that I'm really really interested about because of the impact they could have either on the industry or how they tie to our values and ethics. Well, and all three of those are very interesting. I did not know about the last one, so that's very intriguing. I do know, I've read an article recently about the, the, uh, the dollar value of some of the ad spaces on those jerseys is phenomenal. Some of those team jerseys are what they're making on that. So that's impressive. Yes. The self-checkout, I mean, listen, I'm, we're involved in it, the organization I'm with today, uh, on my yep. day job, we're involved in that. Food waste, we're involved with that. So that that's really how you take it. You know, and really, it's still a good product. And how do you get it to the the folks that really need it and those those folks in need? And so those are two two passions that we're dealing with here locally. And and I appreciate Avery Dennison stepping up and taking care of that too. So that's very yeah. impressive. We're, we're excited as we as we have to remind ourselves often, as I remind the teams, you know, innovation is solving the unsolvable. So like everything, those 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 two are long-standing issues, and we're really trying to bring innovation to solve the unsolvable. How do we reduce cues and how do we redirect more food in the hands of the needy? So that's why I brought them up. We're we're really proud and passionate about pushing those forward. That's great. Hey, let's Ryan, before we wrap up, I anything else you wanna let our listeners know about Avery Dennison? Anything that's uh, coming down the in the future? No, I appreciate the time of speaking to your listeners, and um, we look forward to hearing hearing from them in the near future. Well, that's great. I know we, we've got our March uh, conference set up in Dallas. Uh, 7-Eleven is be hosting it again March 3rd through the 5th, and Avery Dennison has already signed up to participate, and I really appreciate you guys getting uh, getting involved with not only our members and our, you know, our attendees, but the, the industry itself. I mean, when you talk about transportation, you talk about e-commerce, fulfillment, all those things uh, have just ramped up dramatically over the last several years. And it's just going to get uh, more, as consumers are now expecting, same day, within two-hour delivery, those kind of things. It's going to be the norm, and uh, we've got to keep up with that. And I appreciate Avery Dennison stepping up and being engaged in that as well. Uh, we're excited to be there. As I mentioned before, the value that we've seen is just amplifying the message of where the challenges are at so we can uh, use a, you know, a, a, a one week to hear a, a lot from the market around where, where are we making progress as a business and where we're not. So we're really excited to uh, participate this year. Okay. Listen, I appreciate the time you spent with us today and I'm, I'm sure the listeners will hit some of the links I'm going to include in the, in the content page for the podcast. And I want to wish you guys the best of luck. Thanks, Byron. All right. 
Take care, Ryan. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had with Ryan, with Avery Dennison. I, I know I, I did and had a great time chatting with him about what the solutions are and the innovation that's coming down the road for Avery Dennison. You'll find more details about uh, Ryan and Avery Dennison in the comment section of the podcast, so make sure you check that out. There's a link also there to Avery Dennison's page, homepage. I mentioned earlier about the upcoming conference we've got coming uh, 2020 in March. It's going to be in Dallas. 7-Eleven has been gracious enough to host us again for next year. We've locked in all our speakers and our keynote speaker. We've got a great lineup of solution providers that will be at the conference again this year. Uh, we've also announced this week uh, that our registration is open. We've got some great early bird pricing through the end of the year, so make sure you take advantage of that. If you've got any budget dollars left for this year, go ahead and spend them now. And if you've attended our conference in the past, you know how, how the low cost is for that. And if you haven't, check us out. We've got some rate, good, good, really good rates around this uh, for the conference. If you're a solution provider and would like to participate in the conference, please feel free to drop me an email at byron.smith at iscpo.org. And we'd like to see if you can join us this next year or, or maybe sometime in the future. But listen, I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast, this episode with Ryan and Avery Dennison. And uh, looking forward to our next podcast that's coming up shortly. Take care. Hey, just a quick note. We've got some great stuff coming up on the podcast uh, and the schedule for the rest of the year. But listen, if you've got something that you'd like us to talk about or maybe someone you'd like us to have a chat with for the podcast to share with everyone else, drop me a note. I'd appreciate it.